All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, July 19th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Merton, and I'm joined by my co-host here, Mr. Big Marcel, on a Monday afternoon. Marcel, what's up, man? How's it going? Hi, what's up, man? Yeah, all good. Uh, one week till I have uh, three-week vacation, so I'm looking forward to that. So. Oh, really? Wow, that's awesome, man. Do you have anything planned or just relaxing, I guess, or... Nah, you can't any. You can't plan a lot right now. You know, still with the COVID thing going on. Yeah. So now, nah, nothing planned, but definitely gonna do some 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 fun stuff, you know, and uh, just a lot a lot of uh, relaxing as well. So, yeah, absolutely, Marcel. So we had uh, some fights this weekend, UFC, uh, Bellator as well. Um, mm -hmm. I know you watched all the cards. Like, uh, how was your weekend overall? I mean, what did you think of the fights overall? Yeah, weekend was good, man. I um, I haven't watched all the Bellator. I have watched a few. I saw all the UFC fights and I watched the LFA card yesterday. So um, yeah, it was a, was a fun weekend of fights. I uh, watched also some KSW fights, but uh, also not all. Uh, I wasn't home uh, on time. So um, yeah, some, some fun stuff, some good fights. Uh, how about you, man? It was good. What, what happened at KSW? I actually didn't catch it. Um, who was fighting on that card? Um, uh, Zaromskis was fighting in the in the, in the co-main event. He lost. He is, he's the Lithuanian guy who also fought at um, for Strike Force, right? And uh, you had uh, Simon Kolecki. He uh, defeated uh, Sostak in the first round via via KO. Uh, there weren't really like uh, a lot of Polish guys were on the card, you know, and uh, well known in Poland, but not really. Uh, much around the world. I think Zeromskis is probably yeah. the most well-known guy what was on the card. So yeah. yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. Um I didn't even know he was still fighting, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even realize he was still fighting. I mean I'm the only guy for what he fought Nick Diaz in Strike Force like over 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. And he fought Bellator too. Um the guy he fought apparently he broke his leg in like eight months ago and came back and won. That's pretty crazy man. I mean I, that's a quick return. If this guy could come back this uh Andre uh Gresbic guy if he can come back in eight months for a broken leg I mean can't Connor do it so and this guy's pretty good. He's fought a lot of good fighters, too. So, anyways, Marcel, let's talk about UFC Vegas 31. We'll recap it. Dude, you were one pick away from two straight back-to-back -back perfect weeks. Isn't that crazy? Um, who was it? Was that wrong? Malcolm Gordon? Uh, yeah, I think that's Figueroa. Yeah. I, I mean, that was just I, – I didn't see that happening either. Jose, sir. What's up, Jose? How's it going? Um, yeah, I, I did good. 8-2 um, overall decently. Um, but, I mean, you're killing it, man. So, let's get into these fights. Uh, I'll start with the main event. I mean, I, I don't think <laughs> we were expecting anything different in this fight. It was just, for me, it was more like, was Islam going to get the finish or not? That was the question. Sometimes when these fights are, it, it, like, don't get me wrong, Moises is a good fighter, but let's be honest, guys, this was a mismatch. You have a guy in Islam who's clearly, like, ready to fight for a belt. I think he showed that in this fight. What do you think, Marcel? I mean, I think he's I think he's championship caliber right now. He's ready to, to fight an elite guy. He needs one more win to get the title shot, but I think he's he needs a top five guy. What do you think? I agree, man. I think he definitely needs one more win. Uh, could be against RDA, could be against Ferguson, could be against Darius. I don't mind, you know. Could be against any of these guys. Um, yeah, he looked good, I think. Uh, he won fourth round, submission, Renee choke. He dominated the fight pretty much. Um, you saw the certain moment Moises tried to put it, uh, took him down, right? And then he reversed that, like, within five or ten seconds so um yeah he's just good you know he, he looks very good uh he's improving every fight as far as last four fights against really good competition in my opinion um so yeah i'm looking forward to what's next for marcus i mean it's tough to take him down moises thinking on once only armin's yeah. taking him down before that so i mean it's pretty difficult he, he pops right back up right 
I just think he looked really good in this fight. Now, a lot of people obviously aren't the most uh, excited about watching him fight. And I get it because fans in general like strikers more than grapplers. But to me, like, as a fan of MMA, I love watching this guy fight. Like, he is a complete MMA fighter. And, you know, he's got good striking too, guys. Like, he's not just a one-dimensional grappler. Like, he has striking. He showed it in this fight even too. He was out striking mm -hmm. Moises on the feet, I thought, too. So, um, you look at the significant strikeout, 61 to 13 in this fight too. Plus total strikes, obviously, 148 to 18. He just completely dominated this fight on the ground, on the feet. Uh, I'd like to see him fight. RDA would be a good fight. I know you call it Michael Chandler. That's a good fight. Ferguson's a good fight. Dariush is also a good fight. So, or or even Gaethje, even um, any of those guys, Marcel, are, are good fights. Let me get these comments here. Who they said thoughts on Dana telling Io Dariush is one makes sense. Both out of you guys. I'd like to see the fight too. I mean, two grappling heavy fighters with improving striking. It sounds like a fun one to me. So yeah. I'm fine with it. We we should honestly stop for uh for not making uh not matchmaking between uh guys who are signed with the same uh management i mean what do you want to do at flyweight when with uh, brandon moreno alex Perez, uh what's his brandon royval all signed with the same management i mean at a certain moment you got to fight each other you know and um this is a top 10 matchup so I mean, why not? You, you just can't say like, no, we don't do this match because these are uh, at the for the same management. Gaethje is also at the same management, you know. So yeah. So I get these questions. Jose said, I think Gregor matches up well with Islam. Gregor is crazy grappling, always searching for takedown. Something Islam has yet to see. It'd be an interesting fight, but I think both guys kind of deserve someone in the top ten. Like you know, if Gregor mm -hmm. Gregor should fight someone like Dan Hooker next, someone like right in the top ten. Dan Rivers, he still likes Chandler Gaethje. Me too. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. It's a good fight. You have to get those guys fights. Dan says, if you didn't win money Saturday, you don't know how to vote UFC. I mean, listen, like there were a few upsets, but you're right. I mean, it wasn't the hardest card to pick, obviously. Um, Jose, oh, Jose had a question about Dawkins and Shamil. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks that the fight got scrapped for this weekend's card, but next week, I think it's co-main event, right, for next week? I don't know. It's not confirmed what it is, okay. but that, that that event heavily needed uh, more fights, better yeah. fights, because the co-main event was Sam Alvey against Roman Kopilov. So yeah. By yeah. the way, is that so? That's next week because if you go to Sam's Instagram, he said he's fighting in three weeks from now. He said that. I saw that. Yeah. But in three weeks, there's no event. <laughs> I know, like the fourteenth guy. So they must have just moved it up. Okay. Yeah. I I just saw that this morning. He got another fight. I, I, I was surprised. I got to be honest. He's lost five in a row, right? I just hope, yeah, I just hope for Sam. They told him there is no fights in three weeks. And not that this is two weeks. Do you even make one? Is it 185? How is he going to make weight and throw notice like this? This is crazy. This is maybe, nuts. Maybe he, maybe he knew about it for a yeah. long time. So, um, and he's actually on a five fight losing streak because he had that draw against Jung. So, technically, it's six fight winless, same as uh, Jeremy Stevens, Stevens, six fight winless yeah. streak. Um, Comment from Marcus. Hey, Marcus, one of all the opponents ranked above this, I think Ferguson is land which all the most attention. I, I kind of agree. I mean, I, I think that Tony's still a big name in the sport, even despite the losing skid. But, you know, from a competitive point of view and from a title shot point of view, it does make sense to put Darius and Islam together and give the winner a title shot. It does make sense. It does. But, again, they're both Ali guys. Is Ali, does Ali want his two guys fighting each other? Probably not. But, you know, Gaethje, he did fight Khabib last year, so it's possible. Although, of course, that was for the belt, right? So, any thoughts? Yeah, like I said, man, yeah, it's a good fight. And we should stop with not matching uh, fighters from the same management with each other. It's just, uh, they, you, listen, man, those fighters don't want to fight each other because they're from the same team. I, I, I okay, I, I can understand that. You know, you don't want to fight your training partner, but from the same management, I mean, come on, man. For, for Certain managements have like 
100 fighters, over 100 fighters on the on the roster, you know, and uh, then you don't want only want to fight them when it's for a belt. It's kind of weird to me, you know, but hey, I understand from their perspective. But. Yeah, Jose says Gregor alluded on Instagram to fight in the works. He thinks it's either Artie or Hooker. You know, I don't know if it's Hooker because I just watched James' interview with him and. He said he's been bothering UFC for a fight and he cannot get a fight book. He really wants to fight on, on 266 with Volkanovski and Ortega because his camp is going to be there already with coaches and stuff. So Hooker really wants a fight. Apparently he's been bugging them since the fight with, with Chandler where he got KO'd, I think it was January. So he wants to fight, guys. He's an exciting guy. I would watch that fight. It'd be a good fight. Daniel says uh, this week was top heavy, better for fighters to have the feature belt spread out. Glenn says Abdelaziz can get Makachev high rank guy versus Gaethje anytime he wants. Maybe. It's possible. I mean, Gaethje needs he got he's got a fight, and he, he's another guy who wants to fight. He hasn't fought since last year. Gaethje and, and Hooker's a good fight too. I mean, that's an awesome fight too. I don't know if Gaethje would take it. He's ranked really high, but any thoughts, I mean, man? I don't get it. I kind, of, I kind of disagree with that. I don't think you Hooker should fight Gaethje, man. Hooker should fight down right now, in my opinion. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm yeah. No, I understand. I'm just saying it'd be. I think it'd be a good fight, but I know what you're saying like Hooker's ranked nine, I want to say, or eight. He's not that far back, but yeah, I mean, there's obviously guys like already ranked higher. I'm with I, you on that. Yeah, yeah. I prefer like, Riddell against Hooker, for example. Sure, that'd be a good. Uh, aren't they the same team though? Like, don't they? Aren't they? Don't they train together? Oh, for, oh yeah, sure, yeah. That, that doesn't I mean, sense, yeah, actually. that's yeah. not that, that ain't happening, bro. They <laughs> could fight, but that's not happening. They could do. They could do Hooker and uh, Drew Dober if they wanted to. Darius is in a weird spot. Ian Gay and shot next doesn't want to fire the air just because of friendship. Connor's out, Chandler. You're right. It's true. What, yeah, I, I, I didn't know the, the Jesse Gage. I didn't realize they were such good friends until recently. What were you going to say? You want to go crazy? Do a hooker against Mateusz Gamrot. I mean, I think Gamrot definitely deserves someone in the top. We'll talk about him in a second here. He deserves someone yeah. in the top 15. So there's no doubt about that. Chandler Justin seems like UFC wants. We'll see what happens. I mean, listen, like, it's always fun to match make the day of, but you know, Dana White says every post fight press conference, we don't match make the night of the fight. He says it every single week, Marcel. So. Do they yeah, have fights then, scheduled? Maybe. I don't know. What do you and, say? Ever, and then the fight against uh, Figueiredo against Moreno came out. And he's like, yeah, we made that fight after the fight. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> whatever fits you probably, you know? Yeah. All right. So let's go, to, let's go through the other fights on the card. Misha Tate smashes Marion Moreno. Just the absolute beatdown. I mean, this fight wasn't even close. It really wasn't close. I thought Tate looked phenomenal. Five-year layoff looked amazing. No worse for wear. Renault, final fight of her career, um, not the, the way she wants to go out. And I, let me say this. Let me say this before we talk about the fight. I have no issue with Mary Renault. I think she's a decent fighter and she's had a decent career. But man, calling this woman a legend and stuff like I've seen some people saying this week, like like a legend of the division because she has like all these records. Guys, she's a sub five hundred fighter in this division. Her record in the UFC is like five and seven and one or something. So yeah, she does. She is like first or second all time in all these records. Marcel one thirty five. So what? You know what I mean? Like she's not a legend of this division. Again, all respect to her for for you know baking to the UFC at age thirty six or thirty seven. I want to say, um, but I, I or whatever. I mean, it was maybe it was later than that actually. When she fought Dufresne. Thirty seven. Yeah, thirty seven. was six years ago on the Jones Cormier card. I remember the fight. It was surprising. I remember how good she looked. Her jab and everything looked amazing. And then she submitted Andrade. So it's like she had some good wins, but overall, I'm looking at the record. Marcel five fight losing skid. Like it's just not that impressive, you know. So. I just think people need to slow their roll a little bit with Marion. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to hate on her. She's retired and everything. But, I mean, Marcel, like, well, her, she only has two good wins on Drodge and McMahon. That's it. Let's call her a tough feather. I, I think that's a really fair thing to say. But Tate made her look not very tough by just smashing her. So, I mean, Misha, to me, looked amazing in this fight. It was one of her best. I think it was maybe one of her best performances ever. It, it, like, dominant. 
Um, she was fighting the oldest fighter in the UFC roster in uh, Bruno, so you got to put that. Uh, you have to keep this uh, performance in mind because if you fight, she fights someone younger like Aspen Ladd, who's fighting Mason Chase on this weekend, for instance, that could be a tough fight for her. You know, so I, I think Tate definitely is is in the top ten now with this win. I don't know who she's gonna fight. I know Holly Holm called her out. I think it does make sense. I would watch the fight. You like that fight? Yeah, for sure, man. I like Tate against Holm. I like Tate against the Randomy. I like Tate against the winner of Lad Chason. Um, I mean, yeah, why not? And I, I like Tate against. Uh, she's not gonna fight Juliana Pena probably. So no. Yeah. Um, let me see this one. Jose said anything about Don Madge. He was supposed to fight Katata Lodze last week. The fight just didn't happen. Anything or no? No, man. I don't even know no. if he's still signed with the UFC. So. Jeez, like, because he pulls out so many fights, eh? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's go to the next fight. My boy, Mateusz Gamrot. I mean, I was so confident he'd win this fight, man. I really was. Dominant. Takes down Stevens, Kimura, then a freak out um, post fight. Celebration, you're like, ah, that was awesome. I loved it. This guy is one of my new favorites. I, I love this guy. I think he's phenomenal. He's so good. And I think that this guy, he needs to get back in there soon. He took no damage. Um, he's 19 and 1 now, Marcel. The one loss to Katad was a very close fight. He could have won. He could be 20 and 0, guys. He's really, really good. Uh, he absolutely needs to fight a top 15 guy. I want to get him back in there ASAP. Hey, if Hooker needs a fight, Give him Gamrot. Hooker and Gamrot would be a great fight, you know, on that September card. Anyone really in top 15, Brad Riddell, Gregor, any of these guys, they all make sense. He needs a top 15 opponent, though. He absolutely does. Give me your thoughts. I'm pretty sure Hooker not going to accept the fight. But, hey, um, uh, I, I hope he does because it's a, it would be a great fight. Um, yeah, man, like I said, I told many friends of mine, by the way, as well, man, uh, put your money on Gamrot in this fight, you know. Uh, and um, it's maybe easy to say because Stevens uh, had the five fight non winning streak. Or did you say that? A five fight winless. Uh, winless streak, yeah. So it was easy to say that. But um, man, Stevens can always surprise, you know, with, 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 a, with, a, with a punch or whatever. But I, we all knew Gamrot was probably going to win the fight. I, I didn't pick him by submission, but uh, I picked him by knockout in the first round. So. Um, Garrod just looked good, man, like we expected. He looked great. Um, absolutely got no damage, like you said. Um, Kimura almost uh, ripped his ar ripped uh, Steven's <laughs> arm off. And, man, Steven uh, never knew, man, that the UFC actually was pu punishing him for the weigh-in by this fight. You know? <laughs> and, uh, absolutely. Yeah, because this, this was such a... I don't want to say shit, but it was an easy fight for Gamera, this one. And, um, yeah, he needs to have a, a higher-ranked opponent, definitely, man. I would love to see Hooker. I don't think Hooker would take the field, take the fight, but, hey, who am I? We'll see. Gamera versus Ferreira, that'd be a good one, too. Isn't he have someone booked, though? I think Ferreira's fighting someone. Yeah, man. Ferreira's fighting someone. Yeah, that's a really good question by you. You caught me off guard now. I don't know. Oh, myself off guard. I should know this, too. Yeah. Diego Ferreira's fighting Grant Dawson. And that's going to be a yeah. sick fight. Another guy, Grant Dawson, he needed a top 15 guy. Because you go out there and put a statement like he did against Leo Santos, you get a top 15 opponent. Just like Gamrock did. He put a statement. He didn't just squeak a decision out. He destroyed mm -hmm. Jeremy Stevens. He absolutely deserves a top 15 opponent. Jose's yeah, like pointing these guys out. Fiziev, Isabel Gulov, Kutata Ludze, Gamrock. Dude, this division's stacked. It's been my favorite division for like probably over 10 years now. Yeah. UFC put a lot of time and money promoting Tate and Makachev. Shame they don't do it for the other fighters. 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the biggest uh, like star-studded card. I'll say that. He's talking honestly, about Cameron being an ATT. I mean, that camp is insane. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to. I honestly wonder sometimes if the UFC really knows what are what are the real talent and what are not. Because if you look at the upcoming cards for this weekend, there are some weird card placements, man. I mean, why why have Mickey Gall against Jordan Williams on the main mm-hmm. card, and why you have Adrian Janes against Ronnie Costa on the prelims? You know, so many people talking about that fight. You know, give it the mm-hmm. highlight, give it what it deserves, put it on the main main card. You know, yeah, well, that's stupid. Tozi's asking about Max Griffin and Shavcat, uh, Shav, Shavcat, Rakhmanov. Sure. Man, those Kazakh guys are killing it, eh? All those Kazakhstan guys? Yeah, yeah they're doing good. All right, yeah. um, next fight here, Rodolfo Vieira against Dustin Stoltzfus submits him in the third round. We've got to talk about this fight. I mean, it's an interesting fight, actually. Um, you know, Stoltzfus hung in there, and he, he definitely, you know, made it a, a, not an easy fight for Vieira. He had to go to the third round, and this one dig deep in the well. But I thought Vieira looked good. His, his striking looked good. It looked much improved. Good jab. And you saw after the fight, Stoltz was like, dude, you're striking that so much better. Like, it was cool to see that, you know, like two guys that are grappling base fighters and one guy's obviously improved that other aspect of his game. I thought he looked really good, man. I mean, I'm still wondering like that Anthony Hernandez fight, was that just like a fluky kind of weird, one of those weird, like like Michael Johnson, Dustin Poirier? Was it one of those kind of things where like the results just so weird it comes out of the left field or was is he not that good? Like, I don't really know what to think about this guy right now. I mean, I think he's good, but I... The cardio is so concerned. I don't know. I mean, what do you think about Rodolfo? The cardio is just concerning, man. It's super concerning cardio he has. And if he got against, if he fights against someone with good submission defense, yeah. he's probably in trouble. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, the funny thing for me was that two judges had the first round for uh, for, for Vieira and one judge and, and the second round for Stolzfus. And one judge had the first round for Stolzfus and the second round for Vieira, and that was Adelaide Bird. So that was actually funny to me. Um, Wait, yeah, so it was, overall, t- it was tied up going in the third round or was – it was going to be yeah, a... it was 1919 on all three cards. Only Adelaide really? Bird had it oh, wow. all the way around. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a close fight, but I don't know if I had it tied. But anyways, yeah, I mean, you look good. Finish your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, Vieira finished him with the, 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 the standing uh, rear naked where he dragged him, you know, uh, to the ground. Beautiful. Yeah, it was a good finish, you know, and a good good way to, to bounce back after that loss against Hernandez. And, uh, yeah, let's see what's happening. I don't know what's, what's going to happen with Stoltzfus. I think he is now 0-3, right? Or 0-2. Oh, and two. He lost yeah, the yeah, he took Darkus, yeah. He'll get another fight. Now, so. Yeah, I, another so fight. He, I mean, this is not an easy fight, let's be honest. That was a hard fight for him. And he did okay. It's not like he got blown out. He did lose, no. but it wasn't a blowout. Um, this card this weekend should have moved fights. Yeah, there's some weird fights. I was just I was just looking ahead a little bit, and there's some fights that should be pushed into, like this. Shamil and Darkus should be coming event of that card next week, in my opinion, but we'll see what happens. All right. Man, I mean, we both called it. Billy Quarantil was the underdog, man. I put some money on. Told I was telling people that I'm using my bet pack. Um, I'm in this pool where with uh, Sean Bitter and those guys, and you have to pick someone every week to keep going in the pool. It's like a survival survival pool. If you pick mm-hmm. like underdogs at um, plus one fifty or better, you get an extra life. So I was down to my last life, and I'm like, let's just take a Sean Billy. And Billy went out there and got me two extra lives. So thanks, Billy, man. He looked great. Um, I thought this was one of the best fights of the year. Not just fight of the night, fight one of the best fights of the year. I really believe that. It was an incredible fight. Um, I had some people saying, you're crazy. It was one-sided. No, it wasn't, guys. It really wasn't one-sided. Gabriel Bernitas dropped Billy Quintel in the third round. He dropped him. You know how hard it is to knock someone down in this level of the sport? To knock someone down and the guy came back and still won? It was an unbelievable fight. It's just Billy Quintel's pace and the pressure and the cardio was just insane. 
Like, who's going to beat this guy when he even looks like that? Unbelievable, Marcel. I love this fight. Give me your thoughts on it, man. I thought it was an amazing fight. How did you score the first and second round? I think I had a 10-8, I want to say. 10-9, I want to say. I don't know. What did you have? Just 10-9, I think. Okay, I can't remember. I think I did have 10-8, though, because he did drop and dominate, right? Yeah, so. yeah but, uh, yeah, good fight and uh, good win for Carantillo after that loss against Gavin Tucker, man. He came yep. he came back very well. And, uh, yeah, we both picked him, you know, so I'm very happy for with that, that we both saw saw the value in him. And, um, yeah, good good finish for him as well, man. And it was a, kind of a weird finish, you know. It was a, I think it was a good stop, but it was a weird finish, you know. You don't see it that often like that. So uh, he was like in the, in the, in the where well, I was like, he was in back control and he was like punching him. And yeah, it's okay. So, um, yeah, good win for him. Uh, Carantillo looked good. Uh, I think Benitez, uh, Benitez gave him a good fight, you know, and uh, we will see him back for sure as well. And uh, I wonder what they're going to do with Carantillo because last fight he got dominated by Tucker and this fight he looked really good. So I'm really looking. Yeah. Uh, for what they're gonna do with him. Well, one of the things that I picked up on, and and you know, uh, Jay, I think James or I know Cole interviewed him and John interviewed him, and he talked about his eyesight and how he got laser eye surgery. He needed that because you couldn't see before. I mean, that's that obviously makes a difference. As someone who has obviously not the greatest vision, I and mean, you have to wear glasses yeah. now. Like I used to wear contacts. The one fight I had in Muay Thai, I was wearing contacts. They got knocked out. I couldn't see anything, so it's hard to see. What this guy looked a lot better in this fight. I do think that played a difference. He says, uh, Daniel says he regrets all that ability. I mean, I love the plus money, man. Go ahead, go ahead. You, you know that um, like five or six days before, the, I can tell it now because he posted himself. Five, six or days before the fight, somebody DM'd me and he's like, uh, I'm hearing Billy uh, can't fight on Saturday. I was like, why? Wow. Yeah, he got a cut. So I contacted Billy because I talked to him sometimes. It's like, dude, uh, you, you're not fighting on Saturday. He's like, yeah, I'm fighting. Why, why do you think? I said, somebody told me you got a cut. He's like, what the hell, man? How, how does this dude know? <laughs> I only told my team and someone else. Yeah, so someone, someone, someone let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, yep. yeah cr- crazy. He's like, it's like, yeah, but do you fight? He's like, yeah, I'm fighting. It's, it's all clear. They say, okay, cool. So and now he posted the, the picture on his Instagram a few hours ago that he had a cut like a few, like two yeah, weeks Yeah, I saw ago. the cut. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, they closed it up. Yeah. So they did a good job with it. Jose is asking, uh, do we see Khabib's comments about Islam smashing Dustin and Oliver? Yeah, I saw the comments. I mean, he's his teammate and his best friend, right? So, of course, he's going to say that. Um, but, like, it's just so hard. Like, I think Islam's amazing, but he still hasn't really been tested against these elite guys. I'm still not – like, I still think he could fight for the belt. I do, Like, I know our boy AJ is convinced he's the best lightweight in the sport. He's been tweeting about this like crazy lately. I'm not saying AJ's wrong. It's, it's a hot take, but it might be a, a good hot take. I just got to see him fight one of those Darius type Ferguson type guys before I say yes, he could beat a Dustin or Oliver. I don't know what you think, but that's for me. I have to see him fight an elite guy because I know he's nine and one. But again, you know his 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 three big wins are guys that are like in the ten to fifteen range in the rankings. Armin, um, obviously Tiago Moises and and uh, uh, Drew Dober. Those guys are uh, Dober's not even ranked. I don't think now, right? So no, it's not ranked. Yeah, exactly. So he has two wins, and it's over the number fourteen guy and the number fifteen guy. I want to say in Armin. I think Armin's fifteen. So like, yeah, those are good. don't get me wrong, guys. Those are good wins. But like, until he does go out there and beat like a Darius, I just have a hard time saying this guy's going to go and smash Dustin Poirier or Charles out there. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think? I agree, man. One hundred percent with you, man. I think uh, we we should see that first before we can say anything about it. You know? I think so too. I want to. Okay. I want to ask you, man. Yeah. It's not about the UFC. Last night, um, 
the DLFA had a, had a card in Brazil, and uh, they had the main card of Flight Pass, and the prelims were nowhere to be found. So people are going to ask the LFA, like, guys, where can we watch the prelims? And they are like on our Facebook page. And then people are like, there is no broadcast on your Facebook page. And those people all got blocked. Really? LFA, LFA just blocked them. Wait, that was, that was on LFA Twitter or? LFA Twitter, yeah. People ask on LFA Twitter, why can, yeah. where can we watch it? And they're like on LFA Facebook. People go there. It's not there. I, have, I haven't found it either. Right, right. And then those people get blocked for asking. They're, I got to say, they're, they're a bit sensitive. I got to say, because... Um, uh, you know, I don't like. I like LFA. I watch it, and I, yeah, write it. I do the opening odds for for Oddsbaker, right? So um, every week we post them. I'll tag LFA in it. Sometimes they'll retweet us because Nick is good friends with them. They'll talk about Nick's odds in the broadcast all the time too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like a fight a few a few months ago, Tabitha Ricci's fight before she got in the UFC. I was writing about yeah. it, and I was like, she's minus four thousand. Like this yeah. fight's a mismatch. And the guy, the guy who's their social media guy, responded. I think it's that Ryan Bevins guy. I don't know him personally. I don't. I like. Seems like a good guy. I don't know him, but he's like, he's like, you don't know the circumstances. Like this was a short notice fight. The other girl got hurt. Like you know, why are you like implying this was a mismatch? And I'm like, well, it is. Like it, it is. <laughs> like, and then yesterday I put the the uh, the other Brazil article like for the opening odds, and they mm-hmm. replied with a screenshot of the poster because apparently I put the wrong poster. Like I was like, thanks guys. Like. You know, so they're a bit, they're a little bit sensitive behind that Twitter account, man. Just keep that in mind. So if you got okay. blocked, just shrug it off. It's not a big deal. There's a lot of sensitive people on Twitter, man. Dude, <laughs> I love Saturday nights, man. So many people, man. It's just crazy. I'm just like, all right, you guys want to talk back? It's cool. Dustin doesn't show improvement grappling since could be lost. He won against Hooker and Connor. I don't agree with that, Manny. I gotta be honest. He showed some good grappling against Connor, like really good grappling in his last two fights. Took him down, beat him up. I would say he has shown improvement, but again. Connor has no threat of the takedown. So I know you're saying he hasn't fought a grappler, but I do think he's shown good grappling. All right, let's go to the next couple of fights here, Marcel. Daniel Rodriguez, Preston Parsons. Yeah, I mean, D-Rod, he didn't get a bonus, which I, I don't know about that. I think he should have And same with Lemos, the next fight. They gave out six bonuses, but they skipped these two. I don't know why they skipped them. Um, Lemos, I guess, because she asked for the bonus. I, I think she did ask. D-Rod, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I, I guess the guy's not that good Parsons, but it's not like he's a bum either. I thought this guy looked at the mate. Dan Rodriguez is a great fighter, man. I, I'm ready to see him fight some of the top 10, top 15, too. What do you think? Yeah, man, he looked good again. It was against a guy, short notice fight, but still, he looked again. He looked good, you know. You can't say he, he didn't. So, um, I think the only real address he had in the UFC was against Dwight Grant, and he overcame that and he stopped him. He, he lost to Dalby, but yeah. we all know uh, it, it was 50 50. Yeah. So, uh, it was a close fight, really, really close. Okay, I gotta ask you about this knockout. What do you think of the stoppage by? I think it was Chris Tyone. I want to say it was Chris Tyone. I don't know if it was it or was it Herb Dean. I can't remember. But Limos and Ruiz Conejo, or was it Mark Smith? Now I can't, I got to see what the it, ref was. It, it was it was a bolt wide guy, I think, but I'm not sure it was it was Tyone. Okay, let me just talk. Um, let me see here. Just a, everyone just saying the referee here. I don't know. Like I don't know who it was again. I got. I have to see the clip. I guess. Well, let me check. Isn't it on a topology? I did it. Oh, it is. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, it is actually. What am I talking about? Sorry, guys. I'll, I'll check that. Who was the ref? Was it? Was it your boy Tyone? If it was, then then I say the stop is sorry. Where does it say the? Where does it say the ref? Sorry, I don't even. Yeah, Chris Tyone. Yeah, yeah, it is. Chris yeah, I see it. yeah, yeah. So it was Tyone, guys. I don't know about the stoppage. I got to be honest. Like, yeah, she was probably going to get destroyed anyways, but that girl, like, she got she got a flash knockdown. It was a flash knockdown, right? She woke right back up, too. So it seemed a little yeah. quick to me. I don't know. What do you think? It seemed a little fast. 
you know, this time I can give Chris Toyoni some some leeway. You know, I think he saw her getting hurt first, and then she was wobbly, and then she got hit again, and she go, goes face forward down, you know, and then he stopped the fight. But she woke up immediately, and she yeah. she stood up, but she was like this, you know. And it's really weird. If you didn't saw it, and you just flinched to the right, and you look at the left, and you saw this, you thought he stopped the fight because Lamos got knocked out. You know what I mean? Because Lamos was on the ground. But... Uh, I understand, you know, that he stopped the fight. But if you look at it later, you kind of think like, hmm, maybe you should have gone let go a little bit more. You know what I mean? But uh, nothing. Uh, I wasn't really bothered by it, and that says enough because I'm always bothered by Chris Toyoni. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's not the greatest ref. Thanks, guys. You got you guys got it too in the chat. I see it. Um, I want to get this one. He says, I know I'm on the minority, but I'm on the Walid hijacking Lemus's interview. Should be first time to be heard. Okay, so two thoughts on this. I mean, first off, she's she doesn't speak English, so she needs an interpreter. It's not a translator. Just remember that, guys. It's an interpreter. Translation's written. And the reason I know this is because my girl, my fiance, he's not a girlfriend anymore. She's more than that now. Fiance, she's Portuguese, and she's she works as an interpreter. This is literally what she does for a living. And I'm like, you got to do this. You got to take over Valide's job because Valide is her manager. And I, I'm it like, what is he up. saying? So she's talking, and she's she always like she's in there interpreting it. She's like, wait a second, that's not what that's not what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Waleed, every single time Waleed does the interview, she talks, and he adds so much creative interpretation, yeah. that's what I'll say. He adds so much stuff, he's like, you know, she wants to fight October and fight on it. She, she didn't say all, that, all those details, like, yeah, she wants to fight again, but it wasn't like that, so. It's like, it's like, uh, she says like, yeah, uh, I'm happy with the, with this win, uh, I hope I got a performance bonus, yeah. and I hope to get a fight soon. He's like, this is just the beginning. She <laughs> she won this fight. She deserves a, a performance bonus. She said, and she want to fight soon. She's becoming the strawweight champion of this division. Watch out, people. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love the guy. Let me get these comments. Yeah. Nico, Nico's right. Yeah, you know what? It's true. I think that hammer fist, man, I think it almost, I think something woke her up. Wasn't it the hammer fist? I think it might have woke her back up. That happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Remember the Dan, Dan Henderson and Fedor? When Dan Henderson yeah. knocked out Fedor? And then he punched her again. And he woke up. Remember that? And yeah, I remember Herb, that. He's yeah. yelling at Herb Dean. Yeah, so that happens sometimes. You get you get knocked out and wake back up. It's really weird, but I, you know, again, it's <laughs> it's supposed to be fighter safety. But yeah, Derek Lewis called it first. That's funny. I love how well he hyped up Lemos during a post fight interview. He sold the fighter to the audience like a manager in pro wrestling. I, I listen. Like again, he's <laughs> the things he's saying that his fighters aren't necessarily saying. So he's adding stuff, guys. You got to remember, but. From an entertainment point of view, the guy's hilarious. Like I've I've known him forever. Yeah, he's I, I been really on the game forever. Go ahead. I really re recommend you guys to uh, to search for an interview with him when Eric Silva was uh, the next big thing in the UFC after the one or two fights. He also uh, he's so intense at the camera. Every time he's talking, he's like, "Yeah, man." And if the Silva is talking, he looks super proud at him. He's like, "Yeah." Man. <laughs> oh, wait, I, I don't know if you saw, but. I don't know if you saw, but um, Valid posted some video with Davison. They want the they want the trilogy. Yeah, you know? I saw that. I don't know if they get it though. What do you think? Do you think they're going to get it or no? To be really honest, I think Davison needs one more fight to get to get another title shot because we saw it twice now. You know, the first fight, in my opinion, was Davison, but he. Took, he got a point deducted and a deservedly point deducted, which wanted to a draw. Moreno uh, defeated him. I'm pretty clearly defeating him in the second fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think 
now the next guy in line, in my opinion, is still Askar Askarov, but Askarov just came out of surgery. So I don't know what they're going to do, man. I just, listen, man, no hate against Cody Garbrandt, but I don't hope they do a Cody Garbrandt uh, at flyweight. I know he's probably going to fight Kai Kara France, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's supposed to be the fight. I mean, I don't know if it's official yet, but that's what they're yeah. supposed to be. And he's asking about Mazo and Agapova. I mean, it's so far away. I don't want to even give a pick right now, but it's an interesting fight because um, I think Agapova used to train with Mazo, right? It's, didn't she? Mm. Or no, no, sorry. I'm thinking about what I'm talking about. Marina Moros. My, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. Mazo's obviously a King's MMA, so a completely different camp. I, I like that Mazo's going back down to 125, though. She was so skinny at 135. Like, she had no strength. She was getting taken down by Alexis Davis, like, right will. That's not good. So, um, was there a few more? Yeah, there's a few more fights. Let's go through these last couple, and then we'll we'll do Bellator quickly. Um, you picked this one. Morozov defeats Ka. This was one I, I definitely thought could happen as far as an upset. I was I was really on the fence with this fight. I thought Todd might have been stronger than what he looked like. I mean, Morozov looked just phenomenal with the with the grappling. Um, any, any thoughts on that before we get to the last couple? If you saw this fight from Morozov and you saw Taha fighting against Barcelos in a good fight, how good is Nurmagomedov, man? Uh, Umar Nurmagomedov. You know, yep. and, uh, I hope uh, I hope he stays uh, he stays healthy and we see him more often. You know, uh, Morozov he's a good guy, man. He fought in uh, one Global. He was champion there. I always liked him. You know, he had a very tough debut against uh, against Umar Nurmagomedov, and now he looked good against Taha. So uh, yeah, looking forward to see what's next for him. Taha, I don't know, man. Um, I hope for Taha he gets another fight, but I wouldn't be sure, man. To be really honest, he's like one three and one, or th I think. Yeah. One actually would have been two and three, but one fight. Oh yeah, one no contest because no of uh, steroids. <laughs> His yeah. best win, he got didn't he get pinched? So, I mean, yeah, yeah that's not good. Um, okay, so I got to give this guy an apology because he's from my hometown. I picked against the Malcolm Gordon, Malcolm X. I mean, I should be picking a guy from my hometown, right? But you guys know how I I don't I don't think like that. But I should have mm -hmm. in this case. My fiance picked picked Malcolm Gordon not because of that. She just thought that Figueroa sucks. <laughs> She thinks the Figueroa brothers stink now. That's what she thinks, man. And she might be onto something, dude, because another upset, Marcel, with the Figueroa brother, Malcolm Gordon goes in here, like, plus 270 underdog, guys. I got to be honest, I'm surprised he won the fight. I mean, I it was a super close fight. I, I think was. the decision's fine. I don't hate the decision yeah. by any means. It was. I think the 30-27 scorecard sucked. I think it's 29-28 yeah. either way. Um, mm -hmm. It was a close fight. But I just think Figueroa really, he really isn't that good, man. Like, he struggled with Jerome Rivera, bro. Now he can't be Malcolm Gordon, so he's obviously not that good. Yeah, let's be honest, man. Like I said last week, man, the, the fight against Rivera wasn't great. You know, the third round wasn't great. But I still thought he would be able to to at least catch two rounds against Gordon. And he didn't. I also scored two rounds for Gordon. I had 29-28 for Malcolm Gordon. Um, I, I said on Twitter, man, I'm happy I'm not a judge here. I didn't get What, what round? Sorry to cut you off. What round did you pick? Ooh, I think it was uh, round, definitely round three, three I think. Three, yeah, for uh, sure. One or, I, I can't recall anymore, yeah, man. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I said, man, I'm happy not to judge, you know. I wasn't yeah. going to give my scorecard because I knew people were going to be upset yeah. if I scored it for Gordon. So I was like, whatever. Not, not that, that fight wasn't important enough for me to to get into discussions and also. <laughs> I guess, I you know, this, this fight was, it was very close. I'm just looking at the stats right now. The stats don't make sense to me because to me that third round clearly was knocking Gordon's. And you look at the stats. It's Figueroa was the one who had two for two, went two for two in takedowns, 0 for one for Gordon, you know, and the top, he had a little bit more top control, but it doesn't say he has a reversal officially, which is weird. Sometimes I question some of these stats, man. It, I, you know, it was a close fight, but I, I think it's fine decision. It was close. It was definitely close. Yeah. All right. Last fight here, and Daniel says, I'm disappointed Adam Boutrey is country, man. Future title challenger. 
if Malcolm Gordon ever fights with a belt, it's just because this division is like really shallow. I don't think it's because he's that great. All right. But I will say this though. One guy who's actually, I think, someone we got to look at in the future, this uh, Amir Albazi guy, because he has two good wins now over Gordon and Zhongas Yumagua by, by submission, right? So I think, or maybe he beat Zhongas by, by decision. I can't remember. But yeah, that was a decision. Decision, but still, I mean, those are good wins now, looking yeah. back, right? Yeah. All right. Last fight, Rodrigo Nascimento and Alan Badu. So Yogi Bear, I'm going to call him Yogi Bear, okay? Yeah. I mean, he was getting tagged up in that first round. And if this guy, Bado, had any more cardio and takedown defense, he would have won the fight. But just completely gassed out in the second and Nascimento knocked him out. I, I thought Nascimento was a nice comeback, but I don't know if he should have got performance bonus over someone like Lemos or, or D-Rod, who had a much more dominant showing. I don't know what you think, but it was a good knockout, but it's a good comeback. But anyways, thoughts? Yeah, good comeback, like you said, man. Uh, first round, clearly, for Bordeaux. And uh, Nascimento came back, uh, stopped him. Um, I mean, well, Nascimento, I, I like the call-out against Jay Sherman. I know Sherman still lost to fight Parker Porter first in August. But uh, after that, they can fight each other, maybe. Uh, I like the call-out. Um, yeah, what can we say? Yogi Bear, right? <laughs> he, he won. And, uh, yeah. I had high hope for him, to be really honest. Man. When he fought Chris Darkus, you know, I was like, yeah. oh, this can be a guy we can see in the rankings in the future. And then he completely got he got destroyed against Chris Darkus, man, within a minute, you know. And uh, yeah. good bounce back fight. Uh, didn't look good in the first yeah. round, but uh, uh, how do you say that? Uh, came back good in the yeah. second turned, round. Turned things around. You know, yeah. I will say this, though. Like, it, I actually think I called this fight really good because the one thing I saw on the tape was this guy didn't move his head that well. Um, mm -hmm. And I saw that in the Dawkins fight. We saw it again. So he's obviously going to be ground game, Marcel, and he's got some power. But I'm looking to fade this guy going forward. I, I would be looking to bet against him kind of probably in his next fight or the fight after that, depending who they match him up with. But I think, you know, he fights someone that is able to keep the fight standing. I think he's going to be in a bit of trouble. A guy like Dawkins, you can thwart the takedowns. He's a little faster. That's a bad matchup for a guy like this. Um Daniel says, you're no longer Canadian because you're Brazilian after betrayal. I know, right? It's so bad. I hope Malcolm doesn't know I picked against him. I'm just kidding. Fighters always get signed as part of another fighter's contract. Negotiations always lose. Albert, uh, Mariano, Charlie Ward figure. That's, that is super funny, Glenn, and you're so right. Those guys, like you said, Mariano is, you know, Anderson Silva's friend. Albert yeah. is his friend. Charlie Ward's Connor's friend. Figueroa's Figgy's brother. So you're right. A lot of these guys are getting in there because of their affiliations, which – I mean, I understand that's how, you know, it's like any job in life. Like, who do you know? You get in. Adam DeAndrage Martin. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. All right. I know heavier prospects. Go ahead. And he's training out of Sanford MM Adam. Damn. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Matt says, I know heavier prospects in Oxymoron, but I was kind of impressed by Nascimento Wedding Storm plus under 30. That's the only good, not the only good thing. I'll get the guy's a decent fighter, obviously. He's got good ground game. But. The one thing is he's only 28 years old. That is huge in this division that needs young guys. Like, Ty Tuvesa is also 28. By the way, what's why is Ty going after Greg Hardy? What happened? Did Greg Hardy say something about the chicken dance? Greg Hardy, yeah, he did the chicken dance or when, something. When did yeah. he say that? When did Greg say that? Though? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I think he said something. Cause he, but he did, though. He did put him on stanky legs. He yeah. Was, he, for like, remember for like half a second, he was like, oh, I was like, oh, man, he's going to knock Ty on then. <laughs> but, but but these guys are so proud sometimes. It's like, I know, uh, I know. You know. Dude, they're professional. Like, people forget. I think a lot of us forget some things. Like these guys fight for a living. It's a fight. Yeah. Like they fight in the cage for a living. So yeah, they're, they're tough dudes. Um, Nascimento <clears throat> Jarges, sure. I mean, you could do that. Jarges looked great in his last fight, man. That was crazy. Man, he's asking, what do you guys think about Khabib's goat list? Did you see the list? This top seven. 
I think I saw, but I can't remember who was oh, on it all. We had it at BJ. It was Khabib. Um, obviously, he's on his own list. Um, GSP, Anderson, John Jones. Oh, who else was on it? Manny. Fedor. Fedor was on the list. I think Demetrius Johnson, I want to say, it was on there. I think. Yeah, could be. Let me, let me double check. Let me tell Got to get the list right. Okay, so Khabib, Fedor, Jones, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, it was just all those guys that I mentioned in DC was the other guy. So that's a seven. Um, I think it's a good list. I mean, he is missing uh, Amanda Nunes. I mean, but, you know, I think there should be separate lists for women and men anyway. So I think that's – if he's just doing men, it's fine. I, you know, I'd still put a guy like Randy Couture at the top of the list, though, a guy who was dominating the sport early in the early days at two weight classes, like multiple weight classes, in a time where guys were all using steroids against him. I think he's one of the top guys of, of, of all time. I don't know. What do you think? It's a pretty good list, though, I mean, obviously. I'm going to say a name maybe m many people don't agree with, but I would put Frank Shamrock there. I mean, uh, Frank should be there, but it's like Frank, man, I just got a lot. I had lost so much respect for him with that dog incident, you know? Like, I just what, lost what, what happened? Well, he left the dog in, in a car at the airport for like a week or something. You didn't hear about that? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying like that has nothing to do with his fighting ability. He's just, it just really bothered me because it, I was like the biggest Frank Shamrock fan, man. I was like, this guy, I want to stump for him, you know, in, in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, I don't like bad people. So dog abandoned by UFC legend Frank Shamrock and tied to an airport truck for five days has found a loving home. He says he has no choice but to leave it in the parking lot because his mom is too sick to care for her pets. That's This was two years ago. This is ter terrible, man. So again, has nothing to do with fighting bill. I think from a fighting stance, you're right, Marcel. Frank's Frank's one of the top guys. But when I saw that story, man, I just lost so much respect for the guy. You know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. how can you abuse an animal? I, I just don't I don't get it. You know, it's just terrible to me. What's next for the resurgent Marcine Tibera? I mean Kurt, Curtis Blades, like is he fighting someone? Oh, Blades is fighting Yard Yard's uh Rosa Strike. Well, I don't know actually. He just beat Walt Harris. So who is he gonna fight next? He's number what, seven, I think? He's number eight. Well, Shamil's number seven. Okay, Volkov's number five. That'd be a good fight. Volkov versus Tibera. Yeah. yeah, there's the fight right there. So it's Volkov. Was Connor and Khabib's goalless? He wasn't, no. Connor's like, you know, Connor was tracking to be one of the goats, but he screwed himself. You know, he, he played himself as it was a DJ Khalid says, right? He played himself because he went to boxing and just completely, he basically Gave up his MMA crew for that boxing fight for man. Let's be honest. He was never he's never been the same guy after that. It's true. I never I never considered him for a goat list, you know. So to be really honest, you know, for me, uh, legacy and title defenses are really yeah. big to be in a goat list. And legacy, he he, he had some he definitely has legacy in the UFC, but title defenses never, yeah. you know. The, so, the peak was one of the best for sure. Like that the 2015-16, the the corner that beat Mendez, Aldo like Diaz and, and Alvarez, that version of Connor was one of the best fighters I've ever seen, you know, but you know, you know, you know, what's, what, what, yeah, you, you're going to hate me for this, but what the problem what I have with that was, and all of the, and almost all of those fights, he had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? He always fought fights. He had something to win. And only the Nate Diaz fight, the first one, he had something to lose and he lost that one and he got an immediate rematch for it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I so understand, but you know, he also beat Max too, and that's a fight a lot of people forget about. And he was yeah, but injured was, in that fight. He was that was an amazing one, an, an amazing win. But it was very early in the career, and that was at it's the true. moment after that when Max started his winning streak. You know, that's that was true. the last fight before Max started his winning streak. That's true. I just think people forget about that fight because Connor was hurt in that fight, and and he did what he needed to do to win by using his wrestling, which we've never seen again. That's a, uh, that's, that was, that's too bad. We never saw his wrestling uh, after that fight, eh? 
Honestly, his best win, in my opinion. He <laughs> looked amazing in that fight. I, I remember betting on him that night. I, I, I really liked him on that card. I want to say I bet him, and I want to say I bet – oh, I remember I bet I bet Shogun over Chael, and Chael, Chael uh, won that fight. I was surprised. That was a big Yeah, surprise. but that, that didn't count, man, because Chael says of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu doesn't work. So count. <laughs> I couldn't believe he got him in the guillotine. Yeah. I, was, I was like, wow, I can't believe this. Uh, Matt says, any chance Shuchenko is a female goat when it's all said and done? I don't think so because Amanda's got two wins over Amanda's higher, way higher than the list. Actually, it sucks because, in my opinion, it's 1 1, but officially it's yeah, 2 yeah, 0. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I agree. The second fight, I, I think she might have won, won in Edmonton. Yeah. The first fight she lost, um, she won the third yeah. round, I want to say. Yeah, it was on the, actually, that was on the Connor and Diaz card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Chef Shake was great, Matt, but I would say, like, you know, she might have a chance to be number two of all time. Like, I think number one is, is Amanda until. Someone else comes up through the sport. Maybe it's going to take another 10, 20 years. We don't know who's going to be some amazing fighter. Cyborg's up there too. She's definitely top five. I mean, top three, maybe, arguably. As much as I'm not a huge fan of her, but I mean, Ronda for what she did and all the wins she had probably is up there too. I'm not a huge fan of her by any means, but I mean, she has some good wins, obviously. Um, Clearly said Lemos and Gadela. Okay, so Lemos actually called out uh, Michelle Watterson and Tisha Torres. So she wants either those two fights. I think they're both good fights. I'd love to see Lamos and Torres. That'd be a really, really good fight. Wouldn't that be a good one? Yeah, Torres booked against Hill, right? Maybe the winner Okay, you're fight. right. The winner of that fight would be great. But yeah, Gadeo's fine too. They have to fast track this girl. Just like Gamrot, she took no damage, Marcel. No damage at all. Get her back in the octagon soon. Yeah. On a side note, I thought Lemos and Caneo was a weird matchup beginning, similar to Verna and Murata. Yeah, there's some weird bookings. I in agree. Yeah. It was. It's like, it's sh- like, I want to say it was short notice, was it or no? No, it find- wasn't. They couldn't find anyone wasn't. probably. No one wants yeah, to defend Lemos. But they want to. They want. They want to push certain people. I, they, I don't they know, do. You know? But they, I think they're having a problem finding fights for her because at this point, because she's Possible. really good. Kanae was very t- like she. She'll fight anyone. You know, I'll say that about the girl. Like she's not a great fighter, but she'll fight anyone. You know. Adam, can I ask you something? Yeah, of course you can. Well, what about what about Felice Herrick, man? She's in this rankings for like years, and when does she? Does she, she just fight? do like OnlyFans? Now? I think she just does her website now, right? Like I don't even think she fights. Yeah, anymore. yeah, I don't know, man. She's still in the rankings. Yeah, I don't. I think she just does the OnlyFans now, which apparently makes a lot of these fighters money. Um, Glenn said Connor be everyone for the fight started. Mental warfare, strong weapon, no longer works. That's so true too. Marcus says, "What are your thoughts on Michael Chandler's performance at the analyst desk?" You know, Marcus, I tweeted about it. Thought it was phenomenal. Seemed like a natural. I don't know if you saw his his uh, desk work. I thought he was great, like a real natural. I, I saw him at the desk, but I gotta be really honest with you, man. It's it's like four a.m. over no, here. Course. I don't really yeah. pay attention anymore to that. So so mostly. So the card ends at one a.m. here, and I I have to work on Sunday at eight a.m. So like I, I want to go to bed. But I'm lying in bed, and the TV was on. I just heard Michael Chandler talking. I'm just listening, and I'm like, man, this guy's making some really good, smart points. Like he's good, you know. And I I do think that. When they signed him, that was probably part of it. Like Dana White likes mm-hmm. the kid. He kept saying, like, what a nice, good looking kid, well spoken kid. I'm sure that this was part of it. Like, hey, you're not just gonna fight, you're also gonna be an analyst as well. So I think that's probably part of the deal of his UFC contract. Um, Daniel says he's fight, training full time, oversized for 145. Yeah, Connor was huge at 145. Any one of the fights for Jones and Headway top five. I think I think definitely can win any of those fights. I really do, man. Yeah. You know, I think it would, I think it'd be anyone, including Francis, but, but it's just thing- yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. The thing that really uh, uh, pushes people off is that he didn't look good in his light heavyweight title defenses lately, you know. But I think Jones is a guy that really needs to have a, a challenge in front of him, you know. I think that he d- didn't see Anthony Smith, Thiago Santos, and Dominic Reyes as real challenges. He's like, I'm going to win these fights. And then 
it doesn't bring the best John Jones in, uh, up in him. You know what I mean? And I think at heavyweight, he has that challenge again. And when he fights the Francis Ngannou, he knows there is a real threat in the stand-up of getting knocked out, you know? And there's a challenge for him to not get knocked out and to win that fight. So I think he will do very well against most heavyweights, honestly, and also get Francis, Tipe, or whatever the guy is on, on the top of the heavyweight division. This reading, Islam just tweeted about Dan Hooker. Did you see this tweet? I don't know if you saw it. No. Dan Hooker was talking smack about Islam, saying he was boring and stuff today. He says, I have yeah, an eight-guy win streak. This guy is three and three in his last six. I was looking to fight him a year ago. He was scared to even mention my name. Dan Hooker, good luck in your next fights. Win something, we can talk. So he's not interested in that fight. Um, you know what, I, you know what yeah. I told you about Dan Hooker, right? What? What would you say? What did you say? I really like Dan Hooker when he came up into the UFC, you know? And then his teammates, Alexander Falkonoski and Israel Adesanya, became champions and now he's acting like he's he's also a champion and the next like Joanna a little bit eh? it's a little bit like yeah, Joanna. yeah yeah what he is not you know what i mean he's a good fighter but he is not a top level like an adesanya or volkanovsky and don't act like you are that you know and i really like the the guy the dan hooker who was still getting a lot of support who was really humble back then like two or three years ago and now he's talking trash and all kind of stuff he doesn't need that bullshit you know what i mean yeah, it's a, a little weird fighter. i agree i think yeah. games interview he's definitely a different guy got a little yeah. bit of a chip on his shoulder obviously <laughs> I, I like him as a fighter though so whatever I mean, Me too. I, like, I enjoy watching the fight so i don't really care what he says anyways um yeah let's uh we got a few minutes we only have like 10 minutes left guys but you know we'll take some questions before we go here um quickly do bellator i mean your, your girl lost it was super close the you kill loses you thought you won or what? I mean, who do you think won? No bias here. I had a three to two for Denise Kilolts, but I can see it's a close fight. Man, people over here are very pissed about it. Say it's a complete robbery. I don't see it as a complete robbery. I think it was a close fight, and I think either girl could have won this fight. You know, I had a three to two. So I mean, yeah, I she she wants a rematch. I know she talked to Scott about it, and Scott really was thinking what he said he was. Uh, he was thinking it as well. Probably the Bellator, the Bellator cheese or whatever also thought that Kilolts won it. So maybe they do a rematch. I, I honestly was expect to do the Carmouche fight against Juliana Velasquez. I don't see them doing a real immediate rematch. Maybe they do. I don't think so. But um, what's a close fight, man? You know, if people yeah. are if people are really quick to say it's a robbery, I don't think it's a robbery. And the thing is, you, they, they're going to give a, a shot of the total strikes, the total this, total that. That's over five rounds, guys, you got to see it per round. You know, the score per round, so you have to see it per round. Another total score. And, uh, you know, Kills was walking forward the whole damn time, but Velasquez was counter-striking counter very well as well. So you, you can see it from either way, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, How about sure. You? Yeah, no, I think it's fair. It's super close. I mean, it's all like, I'm, I, I wouldn't get up in arms with this one, guys. Like, save your energy for something else, you know what I mean? Oliver and Dustin, who you got? I don't know. The fight's close. Thoughts on Kamzai leaving Ali? I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure what well, the reasons. Um, there must be something that happened behind the scenes, but I mean, he's got the guy in Sweden. I think he's the guy who owns All Stars uh, Gym. It's the same guy, I believe. So he, he manages all those guys, right? Gustafsson and um, I know the guy. I know the TV and these guys, all of them. So Kutatelatsen. Yeah, yeah. I know he. I know Kamzai had some trouble with Khabib or something, and he said something. So maybe. I don't know about it, but maybe Ali was like, I'm, I'm close to Khabib, you know, and uh, right, we don't right, want to, uh, right. you know. That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. his guy. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing this guy fight again. He was like the, the, the fighter of the year, or like the the, um, the pro prospect of the year, new, newcomer of the year. Yeah. yeah. Breakthrough fighter. So I'm curious to see how he looks. All right. Just 
quickly we'll talk about these rest of these Belter fights. Yeah. I got to ask you about Matt Mitrione. He falls to zero and six now in his last six fights. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but there's got to be. You had to make an zero and six joke, right? You had to, right? So, I mean, okay. So by the way, what did you? I didn't even ask you about that uh, the interview with the. Um, yeah. What did you think of that, man? <laughs> what, 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 what the Kevin guy? Nobody yeah, still Kevin, knows who it was. Kevin, yeah. <laughs> what'd you think? Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. I would never open an interview like that, you know. I, I think that you can ask about a loss, you know, but you can't say oh and five when it's not oh and five. It's one three and one. You know what I mean? <laughs> one three and one no contest. You can't say oh and five. It was also really uh, almost aggressive how we how we went into that, and I'm I'm pretty sure it wasn't meant like that, but it came out really bad. And sometimes you gotta listen, man. If I interview a fighter when the fighter has lost their last fight. Of course, I bring it up, but I don't bring it up immediately, and I'm not going to talk about it like you want. You lost 0 and five your last five fights. You know, it's like I, I understand you got to ask tough questions, but you got to really pack it in the right way. You know what I mean? If you if you want to get something out of the fighter, and uh, you know, Matt Mitrio didn't took it, and uh, he he got uh, he got upset about it. Yeah, okay, I mean. These fight, you guys, you guys gotta understand these fighters are cutting weight, have to do media as well, so yeah. they're kind of grumpy at that moment. So <laughs> yeah, you yeah. gotta take that in mind as well. So yeah, I'm just looking at match record Beltra, four four and win no contest. So it's literally five hundred. Um I, I I'm a big Matt Mitchell fan. I've always been. And again, you know, we talked about it with AJ last week on the, the podcast. Like for a guy who came into the sport, no pro, professional experience, no amateur mm-hmm. experience, he came from the football background. He's had a good career, you know, like a decent career. He's had some – look at his wins, Marcel. He has a win over Derek Lewis by knockout, Gabriel Fedor. Gonzaga, Fedor. So, I mean, those are good wins. This guy's not a bum, um, but he's 43 years old now, and it's clear that his, his chin's gone. He can't take a punch yeah. anymore. He can't take a punch. Um, three straight TKO losses, and this was – he, he tapped out the strikes. Right. When a guy starts tapping out the strikes, Marcel, it's the end of the road, I would say. It's like Shogun. Remember when he fought Paul Craig, I want to say it was? Like you saw mm-hmm. him tap out, and you're like – Actually, Chogun tapped out against John Jones too, so he probably should have retired back then. But the guys tapping out the strikes, guys, it's just a bad sign. Um, just a few other fights here: Matos wins, Blankow, Eblin, Salma, Law, Abza, Garova barely won her fight. Um, and Jelani and Campbell won. What were you gonna say? You know, it's crazy, man. So I was doing a Dutch, po- uh, a, not uh, with a Dutch guy, a podcast in English as well about Bellator. And he's like, do you know that Said Soma comes out of Suriname? I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he talks Dutch. I was like, are you kidding me? So he shows me an interview and he, he's fluently in Dutch. And I didn't even know that. Yeah, the, Said I didn't Soma. know that either. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I think this guy's not bad. You know, I was talking with AJ. I was like kind of surprised the line moved so much because it opened it marks as the favorite, but clearly the people that bet on sour is white and ronnie marks you talk about disappointments marcel remember this guy was like quite good at one point like he was favored to beat tiago santos he was minus 800 favorite and got knocked out never been right, he got cut he got cut by the ufc after defeat getting defeated by santos and romero man that's, that's tough, tough. Eh? yeah that's a that's 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 <laughs> rough man that is that is freaking rough I, wow. I always make that that horrible joke with honey marks like honey marks i really love them in brazil they call them honey that's funny <laughs> that's um, really corny but <laughs> i know that's funny all right anything else that you want to talk about before we get out of here i mean I, I i really don't have much else to say am i forgetting anything else that happened we had lfa obviously Any yeah other... I, 
I honestly had a good I had a good read on the Asargova against Golfin fight. So people were like Asargova gonna easily beat her. And I was like, I see this going to a decision to be really honest, man. I, I don't think uh, listen, man, Asargova, the thing is she knocked out uh what's the what's the name of the girl again? She 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 like she like Gaff? Tara Gaff. She like yeah, the UFC. Yeah. She was uh, on yeah, 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 yeah. Tara Graf, she knocked she knocked her out. But Tara Graf isn't a great fighter, in my opinion, you know. And now she's fighting Gabriela Gelfin. Gelfin was two and two yep. with her two losses against Jasmine Jasuda Vicious and against Aaron Blanchfield, you yeah. know. So yeah. those are not bad losses. So I was like, she maybe can get it to a decision here, you know. So I went for a decision. But people are really, uh, when, when they see a girl knocking somebody out and she looks good as well, they are like, oh, she's definitely going to win her next fight. But you guys, you got you to gotta watch the other fights on the other fighter to to make that kind of bet you know so many people really pissed about the parlays because they had like after i go for under one and a half yeah yeah i don't know what they were so, thinking there yeah, yeah that, that's yeah any update who, who's going finance it's gonna be colby i mean colby's the one yeah probably, yeah it's gonna be colby probably right, msg let's get out of here yeah i think it's gonna be november too that makes sense all right let's get out of here marcel plug your stuff let's get out of here Big Marcel24, twitter instagram and uh mmadna.nl on facebook twitter instagram and youtube Follow me on Twitter, guys, at Martin Podcast, mmadamartinpodcast.com, as you guys know. And, um, it's on YouTube. It's on our SoundCloud, iTunes, everywhere, um, Spotify. I appreciate everyone who joined the chat today, asked a question. We'll be back tomorrow with Marcel, 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll be breaking down UFC Vegas 32, San Hagen Dillashaw, 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. We'll see if Marcel can get another perfect card. Where else do I got to Probably not. BJPen.com, MiamiNews.com, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting. Had a huge weekend, like really good weekend for, for the backs and picks. Um, yeah, things are going well, man. So I'll be back tomorrow with Marcel at 4 p.m. Eastern, guys. Have a great day, everyone. Talk to you soon. Peace.